Good morning, I'm Tom Robinson with sports. The University of Nebraska's women's volleyball team has broken a world record. A total of 92,003 fans wouldn't see five-time national champion Huskers take down Omaha inside Memorial Stadium on a Wednesday night. The former record of 91,648 fans was set in 2022 when the FC Barcelona women's soccer team played Wolfsburg in Barcelona, Spain. The official capacity of Memorial Stadium is just over 85,000 seats, but extra seats and standing room were added to the field. Week two of high school football gets underway tomorrow night, and Atlantic looks to build on their 47-33 week. One win over Clark Osceola. The Trojans piled up 483 total yards of offense, 291 on the ground and 192 in the air. Sophomore quarterback Zayden Parker was 7-for-9 passing for 192 yards, five touchdowns, and no interceptions. Atlantic head coach Joe Brummer says the offense moved the ball well but had the opportunity for more yards. He described the defense as a tale of two halves. About the first half, we were flying around, we were making plays, and then our special teams put us in some bad spots that Clark made the most of. Um, we had a fumble inside the 10, uh, we had an offensive fumble inside the 20, and then they capitalized on. So outside of that, I thought we played uh, two-thirds of the game really well. I thought we were improved on special teams than we were a year ago at week one, but we still have room for improvement there. Um, but oh, overall, I thought offensively we moved the ball really well. Defense came in with some bend but don't break type of uh, style there that they were moving the ball, but when we got into the red zone, they stiffened up. Um, and we need to shore up some special teams. Coach Brummer said the offensive line played well last week. It will be tested against a solid Glenwood team this week. We had a good game last week, but we're going to find out in a hurry what they're made of. Uh, you know, Glenwood's loaded up front. Uh, they got guys all over the place. They're big. They're physical. They're fast. Um, you know, they're not necessarily the deepest crew. I think they only suit 10 guys with defensive line numbers, but then they put 27 on the D-line, then they put like 19 on the D-line, and they look all the part. You know, um, that they have some really fast, physical guys that we played well last week, but, you know, it's a whole other beast this week. Some other bright spots for the Trojans were the running back and receiving duos. Receivers Kenick Jewell and Xavier Darrell hauled in first catch at touchdowns for 55 and 70 yards, respectively. And Gavin McLaren and Dante Henderson both rushed for over 100 yards. First catches, it's definitely going to make an impact um, on the season. I guess Darrell had a couple screen passes last year, but this was the first one past the line of scrimmage that we actually got to him. Um, you know, and those guys did a great job running back-wise, um, trying to keep guys healthy, trying to keep them rotated. You know, we don't want to necessarily pound anybody into the ground this early in the season. Try to mix up carries. I think everybody had no more than 12, uh, no less than seven or eight there with Tyson. I think he ended up with eight of them that trying to keep it balanced, trying to keep it relaxed. Um, so that way there's no uh, real tendencies that we can try to lean on. I know we have some, but um, try to keep those guys fresh and rotated that it comes, you know, better later in the game. Glenwood put up impressive numbers last week in a 28-24 win over Sioux City East. Senior quarterback Caden Anderson went 15 of 27 of passing for 219 yards and one touchdown. Seven different players carried the football for 182 yards. That's, it's going to be a tough one, but like always, we got to you got to gain more yards than the other team. So that means we got to limit them on defense. We got to score on offense. You got to win the turnover battle. Uh, we can't make mistakes. We can't give them a short field. We can't do many have any miscues like that. And then we got to win the penalties. We had too many last week of silly mistakes, um, 
not so bright moments as we call them that we got to capitalize on those that we can't have as many penalties can't have any as many turnovers and we got to win the yardage battle the game kicks off at 7 p.m we'll have the broadcast on 95.7 fm and live video streamed at westerniowatoday.com the pregame show starts at 6 p.m Griswold uh, keeping things simple in week number two Zach Collins reports. The Griswold Tigers are taking a step ahead towards week two after their 56-12 loss to Boyer Valley. Coach Lemke is looking for his team to continue playing off their first quarter momentum and carrying it throughout the remainder of the contest. Well, we're kind of looking at uh, building on the things that we did well out of the loss. We, we, we started out pretty well, um, you know, about the first quarter. Played pretty good football for about a quarter and a half. Um, the goal there is to kind of build on those good things that we did. Starting quarterback Bodie Wyman dealt with a sprained ankle early in the game, which resulted in Wyatt Silk sitting in the pocket for the game against the Bulldogs. Silk threw it for 65 yards and had two touchdowns while also throwing three interceptions. The sophomore impressed Coach Lemke after being thrown into a position that he was not ready to be thrown into. Uh, well, he kind of got pushed into action. There are uh, Bodie Wyman's our uh, original starter. He got he got dinged up pretty early on in the game, so he was he was pressed into action. Um, and I thought Wyatt did pretty well he, for not getting a lot of uh, those first team reps, you know. And and for for Wyatt just kind of taking that next step, uh, getting more comfortable in that pocket, passing the ball, and making a, making a little bit better decisions here and there. But that'll come with time. The Tigers are looking to go in with the same mentality to this competition as they did in their last game. Zane Johnson was impressive in the last competition as he had seven and a half tackles and 23 receiving yards. Griswold will take on a Cam Cougar team that is currently 1-0 and is ready for more with a very talented offense and defense early this season. Keeping the game plan simple in week two may be the best solution for the Tigers. Pretty pretty similar mentality, pretty similar game plan, just uh, continuing to build on the things that we did well from last week and hopefully show a little bit more improvement as we go throughout the next couple of weeks here. Coach Lemke will continue to let Wyatt Silk take some snaps against Cam as they may look to develop the sophomore over these next few weeks to see how he does on the field. As we mentioned, Zane Johnson, his brother Owen is another player who has been more than impactful for Griswold just one game in. Owen had two tackles and one sack in week one while rushing for 35 yards in the night. Wyatt Silk will still get some snaps at quarterback. Um, looking for him to maybe uh, take another step in his his progression. You know, seeing Bodie back at quarterback as well will be helpful. Um, we have Zane and Owen Johnson, the brothers, um, you know, both work, working hard, work, running hard. And then really, really looking for a step forward from our offensive and defensive lines. Griswold will travel to take on the Camp Cougars under the lights starting at 7 p.m. I'm Zach Collins reporting. Thanks a lot, Zach. Let's take a look at the latest uh, Iowa high school cross-country rankings. We'll start with the girls in 4A. Johnston 1, Dubuque Hempstead 2, Dubuque Senior 3, West Des Moines Valley 4, Pleasant Valley is ranked 5th. Ankeny Centennial, Milwaukee, Ames, Ankeny, and Dowling Catholic will round out the top 10. In 3A, Pella ranked number one, Ballard 2, ADM 3, Solon 4, Mount Vernon, Lisbon 5. Glenwood comes in at number six this week, Clear Lake 7th, Harlan 8th, Washington 9th. Clear Lake Creek is ranked 14 this week. Three teams in the Hawkeye 10 Conference ranked the top 15 in the state in Class 3A girls. 2A girls, Mid-Prairie Wellman ranked one, Van Meter 2, Tipton 3, Denver 4, Monticello 5, Williamsburg 6th, New Hampton 7th, Unity Christian 8th, Albion 9th, and Hudson comes to number 10. Clarinda is ranked 11th in the 2A girls list. And in 1A, Earlham ranked number 1, then Beckman Catholic, Altarilia, 
North Lynn, St. Edmund, Madrid, and Logan of Magnolia, 7th. Pekin, 8th. North Iowa, Buffalo, 9th. South Wind is 10th. Woodbine comes in at 11th. Icam Manning and ACGC in the top 15. The Chargers rank 13th. Icam Manning, 14th. And Riverside ranked 19th in the 1A rankings this week. Class 4A boys, Dowling Catholic ranked 1 at Ankeny, Cedar Falls, Johnston, and Valley West Des Moines round out the top 5. Dallas Center Grimes 6, Cedar Rapids Kennedy 7th, Dubuque Hempstead 8th, Norwalk 9th, and Southeast Polk is rated number 10. In boys 3A, Pella 1, Carlisle, Gilbert, Mount Vernon, Lisbon, and Lewis Central's number 5, Glenwood 6th. Solon 7th, MOC Floyd Valley 8th, Clear Creek Amanda 9th, and Washington 10th. Winners set 11th, ADM is ranked 12th, and Kemper Catholic in the 3A boys comes in at 17 this week. 2A boys, Des Moines Christian number 1, Okaboji 2, walk on 3, Tipton 4, Minneapolis 5. Then it's Old Wine Mid Prairie, Clarinda 8th, Sheraton 9th, Denver 10th. Let's take a look at 1A boys, ACGC ranked number 1, Woodbine 2, Lake Mills 3, Madrid 4, Bellevue 5, then Ogden, Earlham is 7th, North Mahaska 8th, Council Bluff, St. Albert 9th, I.K. Manning, Boiser 10th, North Lynn, Danville, Fort Dodge, St. Edmund, Iowa City, Virginia, and Maquoketa Valley round out the top 15 with Riverside coming in at number 17th and Tri-Center 19th in the 1A Boys. That's a look at sports. A lot more on the website at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson.